listening to Evolve with Nicolette, a bad bitch healer. Yes, we are here and so excited. I have some amazing special guests to my left, y'all. I have Eric and Jenny Patton in the motherfucking building. (laughs) Oh, I want to do this for y'all. Right? I'm so excited. That was dope. (laughs) I feel like I have been um, talking about this because we talked about it with you, Jenny, when um, when when I first had you on. Right. Somehow we brought up your husband mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, there's something <laughs> here. And then, of course, my mind got blown when I met you on Zoom. So I'm so glad that we're just going to get right into it. This episode is called An Evolved Man. And the whole thing of my you know, evolution on this podcast, right, Evolve with Nicolette, it is my mission to not just talk about right my healing journey and especially on women but i feel like we need to include men in the conversation and what that looks like right because um we just need to start having these conversations they shouldn't be hard it shouldn't be like heavy topics even though sometimes that they are but uh we can have them and it's safe to have them And we can have safe spaces to have these conversations, right? And one of the biggest things that um, I loved was when I looked you up, because I have to Instagram stalk you, right? (laughs) But there was nothing there to be found. (laughs) So when I looked you up, can you just let people know what it says in your bio? Yeah, so um, I had just recently um, just switched up what I was coaching on. And... Mm. What I wanted to focus on was creating a space for men to embrace their inherent femininity without losing their their natural masculinity. Mm. And what I mean by that, to be more specific, is that we all, all people have both a masculine and feminine side to them because we both come from our mothers and our fathers. Yes. Right? And it's so simple. Mm. It's not complicated, right? But so many guys tend to ignore that piece of who we are. And part of it, I think, is a societal aspect where we're all taught as children to suck it up, be a man, don't cry, don't show emotion or anything like that. And what I started realizing after talking to most of my friends about this is that Guys display a lot of feminine feminine qualities, mm. a lot, and they just don't want to call it feminine qualities. Right. So when we talked on on the Zoom call, I mentioned this to you, but if somebody, let's say you have you know a nephew, let's say you're an uncle, or you have kids, mm-hmm. or you have children in your life, and let's say they're going to run out into the street, right, and a car is coming, and you pick them up and you hug them afterwards mm-hmm. and you say don't run Comfort into the street them. right like are you okay i care about you right mm-hmm. that's nurturing that's not a masculine quality that's that's a feminine feminine quality that's so important for us to recognize that we use both all the time right all the time and i think um so many guys could use that balance mm. there's too much there's way too much 
um, like masculine energy without the balance of the feminine energy. Right. Right. Or I don't even think it's a balance. I don't think that guys feel safe to say that mm-hmm. they have feminine qualities. Because but that's the, scary. Right. For some and reason. because we've normalized, right, the old paradigm is that. Macho man. Mm-hmm. Macho man, the machista, mm-hmm. all of the things. Um Oh, this is this is great. I feel like the portal's opening and we're going to be talking about this. This is fantastic. So let's talk about that. Because did you start off this way? Like No, of course when, not. <laughs> okay, so like what was that like, right? Like I mean, not to pry, right? But you have a father figure in your life or like what was that like growing up and like how did you eventually come to this specific moment here with me in the studio? Yeah, yeah. I've realized over the last probably like year or two when I've really deep dived into my past mm. where and I and I deep dove from a place of love too. Mm. Wanted to understand. Yes. Right. And not not like, oh, I'm going to go pariah and go into things that I shouldn't go touch on. It's mm-hmm. stuff that I'm just trying to get a better understanding of who I am at my core. Yeah. Right. And in order to do that, I have to go back to the things that shaped me. Right. Right. And so I grew up with my grandmother. Mm. Um, I was removed from my mother's care. Okay. I was two years old and I was placed with my mom mm-hmm. or my grandmother. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My mom's still been a part of my life, mm-hmm. but I really only had one or two male role models in my life growing up. Okay. I was mostly around women for the most part. Okay. And the two males that I was involved with, one of them was a police officer, super masculine, still is to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is analytical, which is also another masculine one right and Mm -hmm. so he was a mentor to me and then my uncle was a police officer Mm -hmm. and so i grew up playing sports right all kinds of sports Mm -hmm. all the time i was always on a field or a court Mm -hmm. or something and when you play sports they teach you to be aggressive and Mm -hmm. to but they don't tell you when to be intentionally aggressive right right and so uh I've always been an athlete, and so I know that um, for any guys out there that are listening to this and hear this for sports, we always hate the dude that's overly aggressive. Yeah. All of us, right? We just, like, we're like, you need to chill right now because you're going to ruin this whole game for all of us. And we collectively can't get into a flow. Right. Right? And so I like to think about that in terms of how we express that in the real world. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because guys do have a tendency to be overly aggressive. Right. Right? And I've definitely had my fair share of moments like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to act like, oh, I've always been like this. Because I haven't. This is something that I've had to build. Right. And To uh, learn. Yeah. And a lot of it comes from awareness. Like awareness of who I am. Mm. Outside of all of my experiences that the world has put on me. Right? Because mm-hmm. I believe at our, at our core, we're, we're, we're made of star stuff. Right? Right. Period. Like we uh-huh. all are. Right? Yes. Right. We're we're infinite. Right. If you like science, it's matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Mm. Right. So there's a piece of all of us that's fundamentally here forever. Right. right. And so if I think about that, I love that, right, like it is, and 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 I think that when we start, if if you can accept that deep down, right, that your soul is infinite, it will keep moving. Then whether I'm a male in this life or or a female in this life or the next life, it really doesn't matter because I've probably been both right. throughout my soul's history. I've probably been every race in the world, mm. which is why for me things like like race isn't isn't. I know I know we're living in a time period right now where people are 
you know, we're talking about race a lot. And I think it's a good thing because I think it's important for us to acknowledge it. But I also mm-hmm. think it's important for us to recognize you're not just what your body, what you were born into this time is. Mm. You're deeper than that. Like on a higher level, meaning like divine and all the things. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, we just listened to yesterday, Abraham Hicks. Hey, Abraham Hester, I listened right? to her on the way here today. And I love it, right? I love, I love what so many, and at first I was a little resistant to it, I'm not going to lie. But I find that now that we're doing this, the things that I'm like initially resistant to, I need to lean more into, right? Not not back up from it because it's usually there's a mm-hmm. reason why I'm resistant to it, right? I mean, for just not to cut you off really quick, Abraham yeah. Hicks, uh, she's actually Esther Hicks. They started off right. as a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and she basically channels Abraham. Mm-hmm. So that's where she gets the whole download of you know you know, living in your joy and that's your only mission in life and everything is working for you, not against you. It is a big rabbit hole, but that is <laughs> needed. And I wish we were all on that same thing, but go ahead. I'm glad that you're here. Yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. So she was talking about, um, if we picture the whole world in one arena and then mm. everyone gets associated by label, mm. right. From this race, this spirituality, religion, class whatever right Mm -hmm. um and she was making the point that there's really only two groups there's those who are divinely connected to source and those who are not right there's no male female there's no black white there's no none of that stuff in there that's i'm either connected directly Mm. or i'm not (sighs) yeah (laughs) yes and it's simple but i find that the simplest things are the hardest to understand yeah right simple doesn't mean easy Mm-hmm. Easy means easy. But because I mean, we've been kind of, you know, society, the oppression, all the things, um, you know, has built us in a way where things should be hard. Mm-hmm. Life should be hard, right? We have to work hard. Like, I feel like the word that keeps coming up is that it should be mm-hmm. hard all the time when it's like it doesn't actually have to. So I love mm-hmm. that. So, like, what, okay, so as you said, like, with your male figures in your life that they're overly, you know, not that they're overly aggressive, but they're overly masculine or not overly, that's what they are, right? They're yeah. heavy masculine, all the things, right? So when for you, so, so did you inherit all that? So I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm a cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And I've just recently recognized that I've always been really sensitive. And really, like, emotionally driven, Mm -hmm. right? And so the last couple years, I've really, like, honed that. Mm. And rather than saying, I don't want to be emotional or, like, I'm not, as as we talked about, I'm not supposed to cry. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be a man, right? Right. And I realized that that was holding me back from being the best version of myself. Because the me at my best is able to balance both. Wow. And mm-hmm. and step into it and be emotional when it's appropriate to be emotional, mm-hmm. right? And be sensitive when it's appropriate to be sensitive, mm. right? And I think that's the thing that so many, so many of us forget is that like emotions are, as she likes to say, energy in motion. Yeah. Right. And it's appropriate to feel sad if you have a sad moment in your life. Right. Right. It's appropriate to feel happy right. if you have a happy moment. That's appropriate, right? Right. right. And I think instead of thinking like this is uh, a certain type of like this is good or bad it's just it is what it is and yeah. i should step into that and feel it so yeah. i've recognized that my greatest strength is my sensitivity 
right? So I now, I and now once I stepped into this, now I can walk into a room and feel the room. I can feel individual people's energy in a room mm. as well as the whole collective room's energy, right. right? And then I get to make the choice, do I want to step into this or do I want to step out of this? Right. Do these people deserve my energy? You guys deserve it, right? right? Okay, which is why we're here. Right. But not everybody deserves my energy. Yeah. Right? And that's not me being selfish. That's me being super real and being like, I'm not going to sit here and waste my energy talking to people who can't handle the message that I'm giving. Mm. That's a waste of my time and a waste of theirs, too. And I'm being disrespectful right. to them. And if I take it a step further than that, I'm being disrespectful to the universe who's using me to speak through. Right. So if I'm speaking to a bunch of people that don't care, can't can't let go of their own ego or their own emotional mm-hmm. um, problems to hear something from someone else then I'm just wasting my time, my effort, all of it, you know, and ain't nobody got time for all that. Right, but I also feel like when you're connected, you're always going to be in the space you're supposed to, right? So, like, um, I don't feel like you'll be, have you had those types of, like, interactions where people are not hearing your message, at least with men? I think when when you're in a state where you're in flow, Mm. then it happens like that. Right, I think when you're out of alignment, you can get in different places, right? Then that's a self-reflection. Exactly. And that's when you got to step back and say, like, why was I in this place in the first place? What do I need to shift to get myself in the right room with people? Right. Which is now where I'm at that I wasn't necessarily at Mm. a few years ago, that now these are happening naturally, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. It's awesome to me to sit back, recognize that this is what I asked for, Mm. right? And I created this. In my head first, and then it's now happening in reality. Mm-hmm. And then to sit back and watch it all happen. Yeah. It's awesome. Right. Right? Like, it's, 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 the, it's fun. It's the wow moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to see yeah. things come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this because um, I feel like sometimes, like, when we talk about these things, uh, it sounds like super woo-woo when it shouldn't be. Um, we, everybody sees things like, um, like we can't read in between the lines, right? Like we can't, um, think higher than what's in front of like us, right? Like see the long vision of things. Um, so I love that we're like talking about this. Um, for you, was there like a moment where I don't like how I'm feeling and it's not like, how did it, how did you becoming an evolved man, evolving man, um, like, was there a moment where it's like, oh, damn, like, I'm overly masculine? Yeah. Like, yeah. right, going back to what you said about, like, you were super sensitive. Yeah. And so I think I've always known it deep down, but I've always fought it. Mm. Right. Because we're not supposed to be like that. Mm. And so I was definitely um, fighting it for a long time. So did so, it manifest into other ways? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I think I think the thing is we're always manifesting. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing it intentionally oh, or not, we're right. always manifesting right, right, at all right. times, right? So, right. like, um, whether I'm talking about something good or bad, it's always coming to fruition. Right. Always. It's always coming, right? Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a waiting game between when I think about this and when it happens in reality. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so important for us to make sure our thoughts are in alignment with who we are, mm-hmm. right? Our thoughts, our words, all of it matches, mm-hmm. right? So, to, to get back to your to your question, yeah, there was, there was a moment where... Um, it really all stemmed from, and that was when we had a fire at our house the day we were leaving to get married in Tahiti. Oh, wow, okay. I read about that. Yeah, so that when was... When I was um, Instagram stalking you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I read about that, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a pivotal moment mm-hmm. that was... Uh, if it would have happened a day later, 
um, we wouldn't have been there. My grandma could have died. She was at the house. Mm. So we could have come home from getting married oh, whole to that. tragic right? tragedy, yeah. If it would have happened at the, the night before, at 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning, we all could have died too, mm. right? So that was a moment that that happened. Then we got married, and then well, we got married twice. Um, but then after that, then we were in this state of moving around all the time because the house is getting built, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a high stress time for me, big time, because I also had to support my grandma in literally rebuilding the house, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go through a fire, you have to you have to rebuild the house, but you also have to get back all the stuff you had in the house. Right. So can you Lost imagine thinking yeah. like putting a track list of everything you have in your home, mm-hmm. right? It was like 50 pages mm-hmm. of things that were on there, right? So I had to do that. And I just recognized, I started thinking about, what do I want to do with my life? Mm. I could have died. I could have been dead right now. Mm. And if I would have died, would I have been happy with what I left behind? Mm. Right? And the harsh truth, and I like using that phrase, the harsh truth, because we got to be able to see through the harsh to get to the truth. Mm-hmm. The harsh truth is that, no, I wasn't happy with it. Mm. No, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with what what I had done. And it wasn't that I, had, I hadn't done good stuff. I had done a lot of cool stuff. And I had been around the world. I had, you know, met a lot of cool people, impacted a lot of other people. But I knew it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was here for. Like, I knew right. there was something bigger. And I knew I could feel it. And I, in so many ways, I always could feel it. Mm. Always. It was always there. Mm. It was just a question of acceptance. Mm. Right? Mm. And accepting you're here for something bigger and you're feeling like this right now because you're out of alignment. Okay. And you need to start thinking about what are the things you need to do to get into alignment. Mm-hmm. Right? And I like using alignment as the key word because it's not results driven. It's not results driven at all. It's just about the feeling. Okay. Right? Am I in flow or am I out of flow? Right? So mm-hmm. if I think about like a river, am I flowing down the river? Am I hitting with the waves or am I upstream trying right. to paddle upstream? Right. And for me, what I, what I realized that I was doing was paddling upstream. Mm. And a lot of it needed to start with me just recognizing who I was at my core. Right. So then the fire happened, and then I spent, I deep dive into my past after that. Right? And there was a lot of things that happened. But let me, let me go, go back a little yeah. bit. So do you feel like with the house, like with the fire of the house, like... Um, it was like an epiphany for you that I'm like, I'm just living and not really living my purpose. Is that like what that? Yeah. I think when you was get, like, I think when you get confronted with your own impending death, mm, that shifts everything. Mm, and to take it another step further, I think that's why this last two years has been really hard for everyone due to COVID. Cause everybody got confronted with, yo, you're going to die mm, real soon too. Mm, right. Like everybody you've ever met, Everybody you see on the freeway, when you talk about road rage beforehand, right. they're all going to die. All of them are going to die. Right. And if I don't well, that accept li- that. Well, that life is, right? Like yeah. death is something that is certain for all of exactly, us. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So if 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 I want to make the most out of my time here, this life that I've been gifted, mm-hmm. right, then I need to think about what I'm, what I'm doing, what mm-hmm. I'm doing with it, right? And I think so many of us get caught up in the rat race, get caught up in, like, as you said, life is hard. It's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to mm-hmm. work, 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 work. And then later on, maybe you can have some fun. Right. Right? Which is total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, all of us can create whatever reality we want to create here right now. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that stems from 
like the idea that we can't create heaven on earth, that heaven is just out of reach. Yeah. Right. Just out of reach. And you can only get it if you die. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. But we don't have to think like that. Right. Right. What if everybody decided let's create heaven on earth. Right. Right here. What if heaven is earth? Right. Right, right, right. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. No, I 100% agree with that. Right. Right. Like, this this isn't, um, I think that the idea that, like, there's a place down below that's hell, there's a place above that's heaven, and if Mm -hmm. you do good, you'll go there. If you do bad, you go there, is like, what the fuck are we talking about right here? Right? Like, what? Are you guys serious right now? Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it doesn't make sense. And then when I start... I love religion and history, too. Mm-hmm. We, I could spend, like, an hour and two hours on that topic alone. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? And what I find is, like, that's the biggest method of control. Right? And the truth is, the only person that can control your reality is you. Mm. So I wanted to shift my reality. Right. So I needed to think inside, not outside. Mm. Right? My outside will reflect my inside. So if I start working on my inside, my outside will naturally turn into Mm-hmm. What what I want, right? All on its own. I won't have to do anything per se, mm-hmm. right? And once I was able to do that, be realistic with myself, right? And say, dang, well, like you are pretty emotional, and even in even when you play sports, like you mm. know, if, if any of my guy friends that play soccer with me listen, they'd be like, oh yeah, this dude's super emotional. Like mm. yeah, like you found me from the back. It's a rat for you, dude. Like, <laughs> it's a rat, you know. He's and very passionate. Extremely, yeah, mm. and. Uh, but I had to realize that um, there's an appropriate moment for that. There's not an appropriate moment for that. Mm. So I can't just be walking around not thinking about what I'm doing. Right. So, like, you mean, like, when you're having your reaction that it won't affect other people? Is that what you mean? So like- I, I like to use the word reaction because I avoid reacting mm. and try to respond. Okay. Response versus reaction, right? Yeah. So reaction is, if you think about it, right, you go to the doctor, they hit your knee, what happens? Mm-hmm. Your foot pops up, right? Mm-hmm. It's a reaction. There's no thought. It just happens right. all on its own, right? A response requires intention. It requires thought, mm-hmm. right? And so she, a few years ago, found that, I can't remember who said it. Do you remember? Um, um. Okay. Who was the person that said it? Oh, uh, oh, he was a guy that actually was in. Uh, I can't remember the name, but this, but I think I even shared it on the last one. That mm-hmm. was like, there's a space between stimulus and response, and in that space lies your freedom. Yes. Or in that space lies your choice, and in that choice lies your freedom. Yes, That's there you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. if I can choose. Getting back to, like, what we're talking about with with men, right? Right. If I can choose the moment to be close with my wife and support her. Right. And I can choose the right moment to push her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, then challenge. Her, challenge not, her. Yeah. yeah. And not in, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, in a, in a healthy way, right? Everything yeah, we're talking right. about is in a healthy, positive. Right. Right way. And so... If if I can understand that push pull balance and the the aspect of like she doesn't always need me to have a, she doesn't always need a masculine energy. Sometimes she needs some nurturing. Sometimes she needs that. Sometimes I need some nurturing. Right. Right. And that doesn't make me weak. If anything, that makes me right. stronger to be able to recognize what I need because then I can get it and I can move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, like when you say support her, you mean like um, when she's crying and you feel the need to cry. It's not a bad thing that you're no, crying. No, no. Right. And we've, we've like, we've shared so many, so many tears. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I can feel I need to cry. Mm. I can feel it, right? And mm. crying is therapeutic. 
Yeah. Very therapeutic. Very natural. Right? And it's one of those things where now when I do it and I recognize it's coming, I just let myself do it. Mm. Right? Instead of trying to <laughs> right. Right, stop it from happening. Mm. Right? I'm like, no, I need to cry right now. So I'm like, I'm about to cry right now. And mm. then, cool, I'm good. Now I'm, I'm starting to think, like, um, yeah, like, when do you see people, right? Like, for you, like, that, like, does your dad cry often? Like, mine doesn't. Um, so my dad is also a cancer. <laughs> so he is very much about the flow, the feelings, um, and he the is. emotions. Yeah. He, uh, he does cry, but it takes like. Something extreme? It, not necessarily something extreme. If it's something he's passionate about. Oh, okay. Mm. He has no problem, yeah. you know, um, right. shedding the tears. Ooh. I th- it felt like it was coming from my right. Headphones. Yeah, what? it, it kind of did. But you know, it's interesting you said about sports because I feel like that's like one of the few arenas that men are allowed to show emotion, yep. mm. right? Like that's one of the few arenas that men can like be in a space where they're naked with each other and don't feel threatened, or they can pat somebody on the ass mm-hmm. and not feel threatened, or cry, mm-hmm. or show their oh, their emotions. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to know. I kind of do. Yes. But I'm wondering, like, how can we bring those spaces for men so it's, like, across the board where it's not just contained, like, this is where it's acceptable for you to um, embrace both your masculine and your feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that I think the shift is already happening because we're starting to have conversations like this. Mm. Right. And it's becoming more and more common. Mm. Right. And I'm noticing that with a lot of like just with even just like within my friends. Right. And they're starting to express that a lot more. Right. And I think our as a culture, we are becoming more accepting and more tolerant of different people's both emotions, backgrounds, feelings, Mm. energy, all that stuff. And I think that in order for us to create a better society that has to be normalized. Mm. It has to be. And I think we're in the process of it right now. Honestly, Mm. I do. And I think it's going to be like a slow and steady, like, you know, and I also think that there's going to be generational Mm. differences with this too. As we have kids and as Mm -hmm. we teach them. And if I can bring it back to to Tito, to my dad, um, because, you know, he is a cancer. He is very uh, religious though. And he is very much old paradigm mindset. And so, Oh, I don't want to get emotional, but mm. I see that that shift is so difficult for him mm. that it's even hard for him to have relationships with yep. my boys mm-hmm. because my boys are one. They both have long hair. And so that's a big challenge for mm-hmm. him. My oldest son, like he used to want me to like paint his nails or he used to paint my nails and it would be something that would really enrage my dad Mm. and so i feel like they're still well yes i feel that we are shifting there's still this like oh there's a big and resistance to um to even just accepting that that as a concept right of Mm -hmm. owning both of Mm. both of those energies um so i'm curious what your um, experience has been with older generations um, when yeah, you like are your, in, your, in your flow yeah. with your father figures. Yeah, so uh, what I find so interesting about some of the older generations, what you talked about, it's very indoctrinated, and it's very, well, this is the way things have always been. So this is the way things are supposed to be. And I say that with a question mark at the end because 
they very rarely actually say that in a matter of fact way. It's usually very like, um, very like, well, this is what we've always grown up with. So like, why couldn't it be? Why is why are we supposed to change it? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think our, our previous generations hold true to that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. But I also think they, um, didn't take a closer look, which is why they think things aren't broken. Mm. Right. And so, and I think that, um, dealing with, with the older generations, there's a lot of, dare I say misogyny? Oh yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You gotta say it. And like, and it's, it's for me, it's really difficult, really, really, really difficult for me to be around. Um, and I have to, I have to be very careful with my word choices because I think that guys are honestly naturally super sensitive because if I bring oh. up some of these things, like if, it's it, automatic, defensive, yeah, automatic, yeah. uh, just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I bring up to them, like, why are you being so sensitive? Well, I'm not being sensitive. Like, yeah, you are being sensitive right now. And mm. like, it's okay. We're just talking. We're having a conversation. Right. That's it. I'm not imposing my will on you. Yes, thank you. Um, and I think that's going to be a difficulty for a lot of different topics, not just men. And I think that that's where, like, our culture, mm-hmm. it, the big, I think the biggest thing for our culture right now is we're shedding the old and we're creating a new. And we're, there's this fighting that's going on between these older people that, let's be real, in 30 years from now won't be around. Mm. And these other people like us who are recognizing that we don't have to have the same dynamic we've always had. And we can shift it. So now there's a... A generational push pull, and unfortunately, some of the older generations are in power positions right now, mm. right? And so it's hard when you when you're going against the foundation of what people believe in, because then it's not just about what I'm saying; it's about the fact that they're emotionally connected to it, and if they change their mind, then they have to say they were wrong, and people mm. don't like to say they were wrong. And I think that's a big part, too, is that, like, it's not necessarily that they were wrong. It's just that it's just the evolution of things, Mm -hmm. right? That's why it's, like, you come to the things with, like, the Declaration of Independence. That was 400 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right with the fucking math? Who the the fuck knows? (laughs) But, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just that, like, it's, right? It's the emotional, the attachment to Mm -hmm. those types of things, and it's hard to shed them. But that's why... The world looks like the way how it looks right mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically one side just staying attached to what's been normal, mm-hmm. right? But normal is not always right. No. Yeah. And what then, is normal anyways? Right. Right? Like what's normal to me and you mm-hmm. and I right now is not normal for somebody that lives on the East Coast. It's definitely not normal to someone that lives in the slums in Brazil. Right. It's not normal to somebody else that lives in Australia, Africa. Everybody looks right. at it differently, right? So like right. what is normal? Right. Go ahead, Jenny. I was just going to say, speaking to that, I know a lot of times, especially now, you see the normalize XYZ, fill in the blank, whatever it is. And I think to 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 try and convince us that something should be normal, it's like, well, do you want to live a normal life? Mm. Yeah, like for me, there's there's what, eight billion people in the world, probably six or seven billion of them are super normal. We don't need more normal people. We don't need more normal people. We need people that are thinking out of the box. We need people that are willing to be open, to change their mind, to be inspiring, to be creative, to be innovative. Right? We don't need more regular people. We need to erase the boxes. Boxes need to not exist anymore. Because us being born, we're all divine creatures. Right? But because of 
society, oppressive systems, all the things, um, you know, for they to thrive, there needs to be the systems, mm-hmm. right? There needs to be those types of things. Mm-hmm. This is great. I need to cut to a commercial break and because or else we're never going to get to it because this uh, conversation is pretty extraordinary. So here's a commercial break from my sponsor. This episode is sponsored by LaRousse. LaRousse was created with their community in mind. We are for the most novice consumer to the most experienced artist. We want to continue creating brushes that will help our community amplify their individuality while embodying power, strength, and courage. Our product is designed in California, luxury, handmade, cruelty-free, hypoallergenic, vegan brushes. Softness as soft as your favorite broken-in brush. Check out Miss Rennie, a 14-piece set. She is our highest-rated, best-selling brush set, featuring some of our most popular brushes. She is our most versatile set. Use her to create a simple, no-makeup look for a full beat. She is very travel-friendly. Her beautiful studded cup keeps your brushes clean while protecting your brushes' shape and integrity. Check out LaRousse at LaRousseBeauty.com and use my code EVOLVE20 for 20% off your purchase. And then the sparkles are on cue to be loud <laughs> as hell. Yes. Um, I love this conversation. And I feel like this is a great start to the conversation, right? And I love that you're here. Uh, first of all, it excites me when a man has listened to Abraham Hicks. You know, I think, what was it? My man said something the other day, and I was like, floored. <laughs> <laughs> when it was like, oh my god, we're normalizing mediocrity in this bitch, oh, you know, man. like it's 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 more like it's more like men get celebrated for things that are very low bar. Yep, because they're not really required, right? To, um, I don't know, there's have no s- expectation. Yes, and then I also do that for him too, where it's like, oh, I'm applauding him for shit that he should already do. And listen, that that's a whole thing. I'm saying this with all the love and all in my being, right? That could come off harsh, but it's the truth. Um, and that's why I love that we're having these types of conversations, right? That's why I continue to have, want to have Sean onto my podcast, right? Southeast, Southeast Asian Poppy. I figured, figured it out what his name was. Yes. My friend Sean of Oz. Um, so I love that we're, we're having these types of conversations because, um, it's, I'm raising three sons. So I want them to like, you know, and that's something too that I also had to unlearn because I have very masculine traits, right? As an alpha, it's something that, you know, I was raised that, hey, boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Boys don't, uh, but then it's crazy, right? Because I just, it just came to my mind as you were talking when we were talking about emotions, right? Um, it's okay for, you know, grown ass men on the football field to cry when they have lost, mm-hmm. But then, right, or Mm -hmm. one, but then it's not okay for them to cry when they're arguing with their wife, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that that just came to me right now. Or then, how many, right, what's what's, uh, the trend right now? Is that to capture your husband's reaction when you're walking down the aisle or, like, your partner? Have you seen Mm -hmm. those videos? There's videos of, right, like... You, there, you try to get the man's perspective because when the girl comes in her dress, she, he's going to start crying. That's celebrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but then it's not celebrated to cry with your wife when, you know, something's happening detrimental in your life, whatever that may be, even when you're having an argument. Um, or even positive. Positive, yeah. Like, um, to cry when your son um, or daughter is born, if your child's born, right? Those That's normalized, but then it's not okay for them to do on X, Y, and Z if they're having a bad day. Yeah. Right? Then the P word gets thrown around. Don't be a pussy. Right? Don't. Yeah, why people always say don't be a pussy? Pussy's fucking amazing. It's probably. Like, it's, that's a compliment. Right. Yeah, I never understood that. I'm like, wait, me what? neither. Yeah. I tell that to my yeah. husband all the time. I was like, because if you hit me in the pussy dog, I'm not dropping to my knees. But if I hit you in the balls, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But yeah. that's not either, neither here nor there. We could have a whole episode on that too. Uh, but do you get what I'm saying? The way how, like, these things are uh, how we have normalized and right now even now us being the age that we are and us being like yeah why do we say that that doesn't make any sense and it's very important for me to um understand because as right i feel like in society right now we're very focused on building our little girls up but we don't talk a lot about building our mm-hmm. sons to be right yeah. there with them. Well, yeah. we do on Magical Moon We do, morning, we do. You know, not, it's not, not as wide. And right. Yeah, yeah. And we're definitely, I think, um, I think that we need to, like, there's a common phrase, right? You, everybody's heard this, right? Like, boys will be boys, right? Ugh, and if you say that statement, then you're saying it's okay for all the negative and abusive behavior of men later on in life mm. is okay, too. And I think if we want to shift it, it starts with it starts with kids. We have we have to yeah. be able to allow kids to be who they are, right? And mm-hmm. like I think unfortunately in our society and it's getting worse and worse with social media and lots of other things like that too, but like we're not allowing kids to be kids. Oh. Right? Like kids are so like precious, pure hearted, right? Like and and I think that like those first like seven years of life like they should just be kids Mm. like that's it like just be a kid like and don't try to like push them one way or the other like if Mm. if you if you have a son that wants to draw right Mm. or paint or stuff like that let him what's Mm. the big deal right like why is painting feminine Mm. right or like and 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 i would even say this too for sports we talked about sports why is this why is a sport thing masculine right i've seen girls on soccer fields that will destroy guys <laughs> destroy yeah. them right like absolutely mm. will make them look like they were an ayso right mm. like and so for me i've always been like yo if you could play you could play right if you could do something you could do something i, don't, I think we i think we talk like we put labels on things as masculine and feminine Right, the that's why the new paradigm is non-binary, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's fluid. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. I love this. Well, I you know, and I love it. It's it's fine. Moose is fine. Moose is not off limits. That's what he gets for not being wanting to come to the studio. Moose is my <laughs> husband. Um, uh, I talk a lot about him in Magical Head Morning and on the podcast. Um, we got into an argument when my kids were little because I. They wanted to play, like, with the kitchen and stuff like that, right? Or, like, shopping carts and stuff like that. But all the shopping carts were pink. Mm. And I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no blue ones, dog. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so it was a little bit of argument. It's like, why did you get the pink one, though? We, he's he's evol- he's an evolving man, mm-hmm. right? I'm so glad you brought this up right now. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I love this whole off. color thing. I'm about to yeah. go off right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, so, this, whole, this whole thing yep. is something that I want to, like... We need to like just uncode that because mm-hmm. it's very it's not black and white. It really shouldn't yeah. well, be. Let's let's stop for a second and like think about this, right? What color spectrum is pink on? 
if you did the primary colors, mm. what color is closest to pink? Red. Mm. And what color is red normally associated with? Like stop. Mas- masculinity. And, right? Why do you Power. think it's on most of the Power. flags that we see in the world? Mm. Right? That's generally speaking, it's notated as a masculine color, right? Mm. So how in the world are we calling pink, which is on the red spectrum, a feminine trait? Mm. Same thing with blue. What is blue associated with? Water. What is water associated with? Nurturing in nature. Fluidity. Right? That so part. why are we why are we <laughs> switching them up? And acting like that's not like that's not fucking insane, <laughs> yes. right? Like a color represents something more than what it yeah. is, right? It's a color, right? It's a color, right? Like, right. what's the big deal, right? Mm. Like, who cares? It's not a big deal. But I got pink the, shorts too; they look fresh on me. Yeah. I'm just saying. At the end of the <laughs> day, know? though, what you're saying is just proving how both of those exist mm-hmm. in both colors, right? Yep. You know, right? Yeah. Like, right. Mm-hmm. and it, it's wild to me that people people do, and that's just like to me, like. I'm going to say it's dumb. Mm. It's dumb to get into something so trivial as a color. And that means that means something about (laughs) your child. Right. Mm. Like what? Like you're going to that to me is just suppressing what like who your child is. by doing Mm. that. It's suppressing them. And you're saying, well, you have to be like this because you like this. Yeah, because I think I remember literally saying like because he's playing with the pink heart doesn't mean that he's going to be gay. And even if he was gay, what's wrong with that? Well, um, when but then the it's the what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my husband, you know, is being Latinx. Like it's the machista, like all those things, and it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But it, there is the choice of continuing to stay mm-hmm. on that path. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's married to me. <laughs> well, very fortunate. fortunate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where are. that's what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's being able to have those things yeah. where it's like this is still like the the thing that we're exploring. Where like, and I also have to realize, right, when it comes to talking about these things, he has a way of receiving it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I can't be aggressive and forcing these things on him. It's when I know like, hey, he communicates when I am just calm. Mm -hmm. That's how he's going to because I want him to be receptive. Mm -hmm. Right. And with me yelling or like, ah, like it's okay, but I got him a pink thing. Well, like with my youngest son, right, we call his teddy bears babies because why not? Because he's going to be hopefully a dad one day. And if he doesn't want to, that's his choice. That's fine, I guess. I got to get my granddaughter somewhere else, <laughs> right? Or something, right? right. Um, because it's like, well, you have to be a good daddy, mm. right? And yeah. then little girls are not the only ones that need to have babies. Mm. And it's okay for him to, you know, to have, you know, teddy bears and treat them like babies. Yeah. That's the thing. And so much of it stems from fear. You yes. know, I think like uh, when I was having my baby shower for my first son, um, shout out to him. He's about to be 13. Um, they were giving him like yellow things or, you know, um, whatever was really open. I didn't I don't care about color or any of that. And my dad was like, oh, he's getting a lot of yellow things like that's like gay. Mm. And then he looks at me and he goes, he goes, you wouldn't even care if he was gay. <laughs> It would just hurt me. Like, it would be, like, God, like, punishing, com- punishing me, like, oh, not even you no. when I was up. That's your prison that yep. you put yourself that in. you're like, creating that's, for yourself. Yep. Like, that's not me. But it's so much fear, too, mm-hmm. because it's, like, it's fear of what life that person is going to live, right? Yeah. So even if we have, I think sometimes men... 
they don't want their sons to be in touch with their feminine side because then it's like, oh, he's going to find a woman who's masculine and he's going to be a mandilon. And she's oh. he's going to do everything that she <laughs> oh, says no. that he wants her to do and blah, blah, blah. And all of these things that is just like perpetuated nonsense. Yeah. You know, like... Teaching boys and men life skills are life skills. Mm -hmm. They're not like, no, you need to work and come home and the wife yep. is going to clean and cook. Those days are over. <laughs> They've been days gone don't, for a cool minute, y'all. Yeah. It, what's been what? Like in the 70s, that was still okay. But after like in the 80s, like you need a two-income household. Mm -hmm. It's very rare now to ha to have, you know, a one-income household yep. to support your family. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so like those, you know, those things are gone. And it's just there's so much fear yep. and i think there's also fear around realizing your power mm -hmm. mm. as a man and as a woman right mm -hmm. of saying like i have i even got the chills yeah i have both yeah, yeah. Yep. i can be both yep. different instances in my life is going to require me to pull from different yep. sources and i have that innately inherently in me because i'm 100 percent complete in my divinity yes and i think there's this piece around um people say so much oh we're afraid to fail but a lot of times we're also afraid to succeed that's way bigger we're afraid to yep. realize how potent and powerful yeah. we actually are mm -hmm. and that's huge. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk about this in anal August. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole uh, thing, y'all. Like yeah. you literally cannot. Like, can you believe the hour went and gone already? Like we went through this that's shit fast. fast. Yeah. And um, but that's why I love it, and that's why this episode is called an evolved man. Um, I might change it to evolving because it's just yeah. that's just that, yep. and I think it's beautiful when we have these types of conversations, right? Like, um, you know, that's why in my household you are not allowed to say like don't be a little girl don't mm -hmm. be a little sissy uh crying are you a little baby like all these things because it's like what's wrong with that why is that a thing yeah. um so i'm glad that we're talking about this um because this is this is a new paradigm yeah and i think it's important for us to like acknowledge some of the illogical nature of some of these comments mm -hmm. right like they don't make any sense at None. all you know and this whole color association is crazy we actually went to last sorry i turned so we went to uh, the Alesso show last month that was in LA in downtown LA. Mm. Okay. And I wore some like shorter, uh, they're not like short, short, but they were like, they're like thigh, thigh ones, right? Thigh and, or, like okay? knee exposure. Knee exposure yeah. ones, right? Okay. We're here for right? that. That's, so, that's new right now. A, a lot of the guys' sure. shorts are getting right? shorter, which mm -hmm. is fucking fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fabulous. Yes. And honestly, it was super comfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And like, the, the, the shorts that I had on, they were like yellow, green, blue. Like they were super mm -hmm. vibrant, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I had on a white shirt with like cut off and it, the back of it was like super colorful mm -hmm. and the front of it had, it was a Converse shirt and the front of it had like the rainbow. It was mm -hmm. a Converse sign in rainbow, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't an LBGT one, right? Mm -hmm. It was about the, it was, I think there's a global flag that's more of like on the rainbow scale, mm. right? That's about everybody being together, yeah. right? And so the front of it had that and then the back of it was super colorful and I wore the same hat too, right? And so I go in there, and there's a, a gay dude, very clear. He's there with the, with another dude, mm -hmm. and he, like, taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, thank you for the support. We really need it right now, right? Because he could very clearly tell, like, I'm with her, right? Like, mm. right? And um, and I turned to him, and I was like, you're welcome, dude, because the truth is, is, like, I support you guys because 
your you liking another dude has nothing to do with my sexuality at all whatsoever right. and if i was concerned about that then and ladies out there if your dudes are concerned about that you need to find out if they're actually straight or not because <laughs> if i have never once had a problem being around a gay dude because i'm confident in my sexuality confident in it and it doesn't matter to me what someone else is doing because that has no role on me right but it's it's also the fluidity piece right Mm. of like we have to be either gay or straight and even if you're bi it's like oh you're just confused which one do you like more it's like (laughs) no the new paradigm is about being fluid Mm -hmm. and it's like i might like you one day and i might like you the next day and that's okay and that doesn't threaten my being no. as a person right. you know so and if it does then we got a bigger conversation to have yeah right like why are you letting other other people impact your your life like that right like and that's i think a way we had to spend a whole hour on that how <laughs> other people other people impact us right like, i love know. this i love this because oh, there's just been a lot of personal conversations that have been fucking happening in my life and it's just like <laughs> god damn it like i wish i got consent to say it um it's one of those things that like I'm navigating in my personal life, right? Where um, my husband's side of the family is very, there's a lot of men. Mm. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of old school shit that be said, right? So my concern is, you know, like I don't want to be always the one that, because a bitch is tired, a bitch is tired, always trying to educate somebody. Mm-hmm. A bitch is always trying to, like, you know, tired of preaching and all these things. But I feel like I have to speak up because um, in the times that I do, because I really do be tired, um, you know, when things are, like, out of pocket and it's mm-hmm. like, why are you saying those things? Like, I don't even want to be affiliated with you when you say yeah. those things. Like, oh, it's so ugly, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but it's times are changing and i'm glad that they are right but i must say that it's just we're so detrimental to our kids that we stay in the old paradigm um like right we're just so like even the sigh of like oh shit this is tiring oh you heard that yeah yeah Yeah, you know i felt it and but i love that we're here i love that we're having this conversation um but our hour is coming to a close um I do want to talk about a little bit about Inspire Change Collective. And you guys are going on a big move soon, which pisses me off because I sadness, the tears. (laughs) But everything is in its divine path, and we just have to take a trip to Texas. Yes, exactly. We do. Already, what part of Texas? Austin. Austin. Okay, I'm there. It's the blue part of Texas. (laughs) It's the blue dot in the red. Uh, Cool. I'm there. Right, like we could buy some botas with Tejana. I'm here for it. I would go anywhere. You guys would be though. No lie, for real. (laughs) So let's talk about Inspire Change Collective and tell me about that and like where that's going i'm gonna let you take the lead on this because i've been talking this whole time (laughs) okay i've been supporting but inspire change collective is our baby it's two years old actually Mm. we we submitted for the official name on august 1st and yeah it's been such a journey going through that together and still also being able to take you know individual roads and what we want to do with it but the collective is intended to and this is what we're branching into moving forward is having a resource for other people to uh, shine their light to be able to share the resources of all of these amazing people Mm. doing things Mm. doing the work for other people to help raise the collective right and so we are starting out the actual 
um, like the hub, the to be able to have a place for to highlight Evolve with Nicolette and Lotus Hustle and shout out YoFit and you know everyone mm-hmm. else. All that's the things, out there. a literal yeah. collective, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And on the individual side, we because we know we can't support everyone as much as we would want to. Mm-hmm. On the one-on-one side, we both work individually. He works with men. I work with women on um, our story work being able to identify the stories that are holding us back, keeping us stuck, and helping to move through that stuckness to create what it is that you want for your reality. Abracadabra, work the magic. Mm. I love that. Are you guys open to working with, like, opposite? So, like, if I feel, hey, I want to do some story stuff, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I need a masculine energy. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just one of those things that we're, like... It's still old paradigm you got to deal with. And I have to deal with it, unfortunately, right? And I have to kind of acknowledge it up front. And Mm -hmm. that's why I put my bio the way it is, because Mm -hmm. if a guy sees an inherent femininity, but I don't have to lose my natural Mm. masculinity. That's non-threatening. Right. Right. And Mm. we talked about this already. Like so many guys feel threatened by that aspect. So Mm. yes, absolutely. Right. And there's, there's, there's guys that need to talk. Do you need to talk to a woman? I've worked with guys before. He, I, We've worked with couples before yeah. together. Oh, I, um, love I love that, and that's yes. that's what we want to work into. That's where we're heading towards. It's just also yeah. recognizing that in the couple you have the two individuals who are coming together, yeah. and so to be able to support appropriately through the journey. Is, yeah, yeah. It's almost like on. start with your individual uh-huh. story, very similar to therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. have your own individual therapist, and then come together to create your story as a. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think so many, so many couples are do this whole that. like this com- you complete me thing, which is like, oh my god. Oh, oh I know. Right? You didn't see the eye roll. It wasn't like, mine. Oh my god. Like, oh, that's such an eye roll to that. And I then, don't say that at all. You know, no. But so many people still do, yeah. and they yeah. think I that, used to say well, it. Yeah. yeah once well, upon it, a time, we was, said yeah, that. Yeah, we totally did, and it was like something that we got from movies, we got from TV, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's like, no, like you're a complete whole human being, yes. all on your own without me, and we choose to go through this beautiful thing called life together <laughs> oh, because we want to. You know, yes. and like, I like she is an amazing individual all on her own and yes. I'm an amazing individual all on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we can both be dope, then what we create is going to be out of this fucking world, y'all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and y'all were here first, so we'll remember that. <laughs> yes. My whole heart is exploding. I told you. I told you they it's were a dope. Pussy <laughs> I told you. I told you. Like I, that's why I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait this for this for this to happen. Because she was like, oh, I don't know. I'll just. I'll be. In. She wanted to sit over there. I was like, I think you want to sit up here. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Um, listen, I want to say thank you guys so much and good luck and everything in to- in Texas. But I know this will not be the last. I know for sure this is not the last <laughs> of me and you, girl. Like of us, right? That's the beauty of like club house and magical mohead morning and social media the part that i do like is the way how we're still also connected no matter where we are Mm -hmm. i want to say thank you guys so much where can you uh, be found on instagram and talk all the things website and all (laughs) so our website is www.inspirechangecode.com and i can be found on instagram at joyful jenny and yes yes (laughs) and my instagram is exist eric and mm. so, um, yeah, I put that together because what really what we're talking about is existentialism. 
how do I exist at a higher frequency on a daily basis as I move through my life? Right? I know. I told you you were going to like this. <laughs> I told. I knew it. Mm-hmm. When I was talking to mm-hmm. them, I was like, oh, goddess, I hope she fucking stays there. Yes. Um, this is fantastic. Goddess, same for you. Where can you be found? Um, y'all can find me at Lotus Hustle on Instagram and Goddess Lotus on TikTok. Y'all, I got to go pick up Sunny from school. <laughs> I am so, so glad that this is... Um, happening this is definitely the part one of many um i will see you guys next time thanks for tuning in we are live from the tgn latinx studio y'all we will see you guys next time bye Bye. thank you again (laughs) instant happiness